Hello and welcome to the Seek Women's Aid podcast, Fulkari. Uh, my name is Shadish Pal. I'm CEO at Seek Women's Aid. And I am joined today with a chair of trustees, Isuki Kaur, and also Minu Sangu, who's also one of our trustees. Ladies, introduce yourselves and say hi. Hi, my name is Minu. Hi, Sadish. Lovely to be joining you and really excited to be here this evening. Brilliant. So today is actually our very first podcast. And so today what we're going to be doing is really giving you an introduction to what our podcasts will be about. So Fulkari, first of all, is um, a, a really something, a subject that we started to learn about when we were thinking about what to call our podcast. And uh, we learned about Fulkari and what it is and how our mothers used to do this craft. And so we th- decided that let's call it something that's quite traditional and um, quite beautiful, actually. So we'll go into the history in a, a little bit. But before we start, we need to let you know that some of what we talk about and the subjects we talk about could be triggering to to people listening if you've had your own negative experiences um with abuse or whether that's um, you know domestic abuse or sexual abuse or other forms of abuse you might find some of what we talk about upsetting so please do take care of yourselves whilst you're listening to uh, to us um and um, you know so we we hope that uh, what you, you know you get to enjoy also and uh, what we what we're discussing but also that you you know you learn from it um and we'd also like to say sorry we've got one of us who's not very well today but um we'd also like to um to say that you know the work that seek women's aid does um is about supporting victims and and these are women in the community who are having a difficult time and we know that isn't everyone and we know that um you know the Sikh faith is a very egalitarian faith and you know equality is one of our pillars and we know that you know this isn't everyone so we just want to put it out there that um we are only talking about those people who have had these negative experiences and in no way shape or form are we saying that the whole community is like this so let's uh, continue so Suki so what are we going to be talking about in our podcast in upcoming weeks and months I think we have such a fantastic lineup. I think what's really important to remember here is that we want to provide a platform where we can talk about things that are not openly discussed. I don't want to call them taboo subjects because I think that word has just been so overused right now. I think these are really important conversations that we as Sikh Punjabi women and girls need to be having in our homes, in our friendship circles and in our communities. Now, Sikh Women's Aid, we were set up in 2021 as a result of just an implosion of really domestic abuse that we were seeing within the community. And like Sadish mentioned earlier, we are not the only community that is affected by this. Um, And we in no way, shape or form are saying that this is the whole of the community. And like I and half of the board here, we are all married women ourselves. We have families. And to be honest, we wouldn't be doing the work that we're doing today without the amazing support of the men in our lives. So these are our children, our husbands, our sons. And to be honest, on our first podcast, we do want to give a massive shout out to the amazing men, not just in our lives, but there are some amazing men within the Sikh Punjabi community who have supported our work and recognise that there is a problem of abuse across multiple settings in our community. And like other communities, we just need to really develop a strong, positive response. So part of our work, we do work in three strands. So we have crisis intervention and prevention. 
what that means is that if you have an immediate problem and you're suffering with any form of abuse, you can contact us for advice. We do research and data that really evidences the work that we do. But a what this podcast represents is the awareness raising and what we want to do is the kind of things that we are seeing in our work and our research is identifying we want to open and explore those topics more so we really want to be kind of talking from womb to grave so our podcasts are, go, are really going to hone in on a woman's life journey from the womb to the grave and really that's going to be in the context of abuse and violence against women and girls so the content that we're going to be discussing is in relation to the work that we do as an organization and it's important at this point to note that we are not a sick faith preaching organization we are a, a support service we are registered with the women's aid national federation we have policies and procedures so please do not view our work or our views in light of preaching or faith-based preaching that's not what we do what we do do is the reason we are called seek women's aid is to really set the high values of the faith against perpetrators within the community who seem to think that this is a Sikh Punjabi cultural thing but I don't think abuse or any form of violence against women is a Sikh or Punjabi cultural thing so in these discussions what we really want to go down to is the root causes of the oppressive practices that many of our women are facing today I think yeah I think you're right and thanks for that Suki so Minu, like, why did you get involved because I know obviously that you've historically done some of this work haven't you um previously with our legacy organization uh, and now but why did you want to get involved in this type of work um i think mainly it's seva yeah i have come from a very privileged background um you know a wonderful father great brother a wonderful husband who really does support me um and then to i've got three daughters and yeah. a son yeah. so both me and my husband collectively you know we we want to show our daughters how to be treated mm. and our son how to treat yeah. women yeah you know so so for me it was really important that we got together and we did something and and be a good role model yeah. as well yeah. it's really important that mm. we have good role models both for my son yeah and for my daughters yeah you know and with with social media these days online grooming yeah everything i think they need to be aware of what what's happening out there not just in our community but the wider community as well yeah, yeah. you know yeah. so that's one of the reasons you know yeah and, I, and again i wanted to just give some time call it seva you know yeah to something that i really believe in yeah and i think it's really brilliant because i think that's one of the things that our community does really well is the selfless service mm. is the seva and when you look at some of the research that's out there that talks about the seek community um like the british seek report for example it really, it talks about how much time voluntary time <coughs> as a community we give back and proportionately actually we give more time into selfless service and volunteering than any other community according to this research you know so i think it's really brilliant that women can come together and we've started this work because for a long time yes there's been work being done around um, awareness 
and around um, celebrations, you know, people celebrating International Women's Day or Guriandi Lori and things like that. But for the first time, an, there's an organisation doing the crisis intervention mm. for women. Well, yeah, you know, like being a businesswoman, mm. um, I'd say 90% of my staff are women. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll they'll say stuff yeah or they'll they'll question like benji the hoya yeah you know and for me i've got to i don't judge yeah and i'll and i'll give them my view and i'll tell them that this is my opinion and mm. this is how i think things need to be done mm. but i can then say okay if there's anything that you need any any help then we've got seek women's aid mm. you know and I'm glad that there's because we speak Punjabi, mm. so we can understand everything that yeah. they're saying, and they can understand the advice that we're giving them. Yeah, you know, and we've got the means to get interpreters in as well for them. Say if, like, you know, they've got a solicitor or anything, yeah, we can say, look, you know, we can be there, support you. Mm. You know, so for me, it, it, it seek women's aid was important because mm. of the line of work that I do. Yeah, you mm. know. Um, I've had also it's even people coming in and saying, "Oh, you know, you can judge like with your local regulars. You can yeah. judge their character and yeah. the way they are. And one yeah. day they're bubbly, and then the next day they're coming and they're quite withdrawn. Yeah. And you say, "Oh, everything okay?" Mm. And it's almost as if they they want to tell you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I've got this open space where they can come and yeah. safely just and yeah. in confidence say something. Yeah. So I think like you know, it's really good because like. There's so much in there that we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. in the upcoming months. And like what you were talking about, your daughters as well, um, the sort of stuff around grooming that you're trying to educate them and stuff. So these are all subject matters that we're going to be talking about, Suki, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. And I think you can't separate. What I find is that when you're, trying, when you're, when you're females and you are trying to have a conversation about your issues, I think what I found frustrating is there's never really been a space... Where, where we are talking about our issues and we can do that unflinchingly, we can mm-hmm. do that without fear of backlash mm-hmm. because unfortunately, even though our work has been so fantastically well received by, I would probably say like 90% of the community, unfortunately, like most communities, there is always going to be that small minority that will look for problems in your work. Yeah. There will be people who will listen to our podcast and say, I would challenge that narrative and say, well, if we had done a better job of policing perpetrators yeah. as a community, and protecting victims maybe the need for seek women's aid to exist today Mm. wouldn't be necessary but unfortunately we do have to start having some very honest and uncomfortable conversations and just taking a bit of personal responsibility that perhaps we haven't done things in the right way before Mm. but it's okay because at this point we can start changing things now and that's what I I think we as a team are really focused on we've seen what's happened in the past the past is shaping our here and now really we don't want tomorrow's daughter suffering in the way that our grandmothers and our mothers in some parts did Mm. and it's important to have those conversations and we need to start just gently questioning and challenging some very, very questionable practices that have just carried on because we've never asked, why are we doing, doing this? this? Mm. Yeah, and also educating our sons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, yeah. 
Absolutely. And and that's the whole saying, like you see this on social media quite a lot, don't you? Educate your daughters on how to protect themselves. But no, educate your sons on how not to abuse, yeah. you know? So really, this is about prevention. You know, we do crisis intervention, which is really important. But for many um, victims who experience abuse, um, crisis intervention can come quite late. Mm. And they've already been impacted so severely that maybe they will never get well. You know, some will, they will get through it and they will thrive and continue living their lives. Others who suffer um, quite a lot of mental ill health or trauma struggle to get through it. And and it could mean that they end up on medication or have other um, physical problems. Mm -hmm. And so really the key is to stop it happening. So Mm -hmm. that's why one of our key strands is about early intervention and prevention. Because, yes, we want to do the crisis intervention and it's needed, but we also need to stop it happening so that, like you said, in the future, the women are not going through the same experiences and they are able to to thrive and live their life happy um, and, and contribute. That's what we need. We need our women contributing, don't we? Absolutely, Sadish. And I think I really want to come to the point of why you were recruited to the role as CEO. Mm. I mean, the reason that you were recruited was because you've done 26 years as a service manager within the domestic violence and Vogue sector. Could you just share some of your experiences that you've seen? So, because we don't want people thinking that we're (coughs) making up stories. The whole point of being a service provider and yourself spending 26 years in refuge provision, that means you have had 26 years of experience of interacting with victims of abuse. Yeah. Could you just share some of the things that you've seen over those years, yeah. just so our audience can kind of see what it's been like for you from that perspective? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I started out as a volunteer years and years ago because um, I was training to be a, a therapeutic counsellor, and initially that's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, so then I was introduced to um, women's refuges, like Asian women's refuges, because I thought, oh, I've got language skills, I can speak Punjabi and Hindi, um, and I wanted to support women. And that's where my journey started and I actually didn't end up becoming a um, therapeutic counsellor. I did two years and then I, I finished. But I wanted to really get into this work of supporting um, women and children. And, um, yeah, so over the years, it's probably thousands. I've, I've helped thousands of women come in, in and out of refuge and, uh, and children. Um, and the reason we set Seek Women's Aid up was because I could see that women from our community weren't reporting but we knew it was happening we could we could see it because we all of us know people in our families or in the extended community who experience abuse but women weren't reporting um but I've seen the damage that it can do uh, to uh, women and to children and um and that's why I want to set up so I've I've done a lot of different work I've been a support work I've done outreach went on to project management and so on and then it ended up um, uh, being service lead and uh, managing and setting up projects um, in the community but I was working for someone at that time and um, you know I was their safeguarding lead as well for the organisation and, and you know 12,000 um, properties in this organisation and any of the staff could come to me to talk about child abuse for example mm. um, and I, I would support them through that process so um it's been a huge learning curve, but I wanted to bring that experience and expertise and help set up something like Seek Women's Aid because we needed, I knew we needed something like that for our community as well, 
for those people who were having those difficult times. And um, as I said before, we know it's not everyone, um, but but we do did need something for victims because at that time they had nothing, they had no one to go to. Mm. Um, and we've just seen like... Um, that we've had in the last year or so, sort of 12 to 14 months, over 200 uh, inquiries into into our service. Um, we've supported over 120 families. So that's obviously m- many more people because it's women and children. Mm-hmm. So these are that's just in the last, <laughs> last year. So that is proof that we need the services so much needed. And women who have contacted us have said, we didn't know that you existed and I got your number from a doctor surgery or from a hospital or from the police station. And I think that's absolutely brilliant that these people are now sharing our contact details and these women are now accessing services. And it's because we call ourselves a buy and for service. We understand our community and that's why it's important for them to come to us because there are many other services who don't understand what's going on. Just for any listeners who yeah. are listening, what does buy-in for actually mean? Yeah, so from buy-in for perspective, what we mean is it's a service that is run by Sikh Punjabi women for Sikh Punjabi women mm-hmm. in our case. So a buy-in for service is a, an organisation that's set up by a particular community for a particular community. Yeah. And it's like the Muslim Women's Network, they're a buy-in for, and the Jewish Women's Aid. So they're all these types of services that are set up specifically to target a particular community so that women have support. And it's one of the reasons we our name is Sikh Women's Aid, because although we're not a faith-based organisation, we don't preach faith or anything like that, but what we wanted was a service that women from the Sikh Punjabi community could reach out to, knowing that these women will understand our issues and concerns without them having to explain it. And that's really, really important because... When people have to keep repeating their stories, they have they end up reliving their trauma. And we're trying to minimise that mm-hmm. as much as we can because obviously we know trauma can end in um, with uh, people experiencing mental health and so on. So that's, you know, that's why we are where we are. And what I've done is brought that expertise from that experience in the sector um, as well as the networks and the partnerships to seek women's aid and help co-found uh, the organisation that... We, where we are now um, doing this work. That's fantastic. So thank you so much for that. So we're just going to come up to the last 10 minutes of our show. And I think here now it would be really good to discuss why we called the show Fulgari yeah. because I learnt so much through the process of naming the podcast. Yeah. And what I really, I think what we were looking for was we wanted to connect to the good parts of our community. Mm. And I had no idea that the Fulgadi had such a rich history behind it. So, guys, those of you listening today who love their Fulgadi, so I'm actually wearing my favourite Fulgadi shawl today. But what I didn't realise was that this was a practice that started around the 15th century. And it started with the birth of a daughter because the birth of a daughter was deemed by the families as a blessing from God because the woman was seen as the birther of the next generation, because she was the daughter who would grow to be someone's wife and someone's mother. And that role was something that was so cherished for her. I mean, you're talking rural Punjab. Mm. So the moment that baby was born, her grand, her maternal grandmothers, paternal grandmothers, Tanya, Masya, Chachya, they would start the process of making 
Fulgari suits and chunnia for the day that their daughter would get married and it was an expression of their personalities their creativity the colorfulness and that's what our podcast is going to relate to. We're yep. going to be talking about all sorts of colorful things. You know, um <laughs> not all bad, you know, the bad stuff that happens like domestic violence, we're yeah. going to be talking about some of the fun stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. The yeah, cultural yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the myths yeah. and and you know, superstition. Yeah. So it's 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 not going to be all sad stuff. Sad. Yeah. You know, domestic <laughs> think, violence. Yeah. It's going to be quite <laughs> colourful. Yeah. We will be talking about things that people don't want to talk about. Yeah. We will be colouring out the lines. Yeah. As to Absolutely. say. Yeah. You know, and that's why we're here, because mm. we are going to be colouring out the lines. Yeah. I love I that. Think, <laughs> I think it's more about reality, isn't it? Because if we look at us as human beings, no one's life is perfect and i think if we're going to start dismantling some of these structures that you know consciously or unconsciously enable abuse if we're not talking about it we are not going to be able to disrupt so mm. really we're going to talk about the good the bad and the ugly mm. because it's 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 a, it's a spectrum and every mm-hmm. community has this yeah. and we should never <coughs> shy away from our difficulties yeah. we should be able to through dialogue through disagreements, yeah. through agreeing to disagree. No, no two yeah. Fulgari are the same. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Absolutely, so yeah. absolutely. So just learning that history for me, and I think for us, when we were discussing it as a board, we really wanted to pay that silent tribute to our mothers and our ancestors who started this beautiful practice and revive the, the meaning behind it, which mm. is the celebration of mm. our women folk, yeah. which is at the heart of every true Sikh Punjabi. Yeah, saying that, I've got in my piti, I have got <laughs> my daddy's kandihoi um, fulkari. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. You'll have to bring that to one of, when we do one of the live yeah. podcasts with um, where people can see, you'll have to bring that along to show it. Oh, yeah. Because th- there's so many traditions and cultures which I think that are slowly being forgotten and as as our sort of older um, relatives are passing on, um, we are losing some of that, whether yeah. that's folk music, whether that's whether that's Punjabi, whether that's, you know, these skills that they, they had, um, they're slowly dying away. And it's important, I think, for us to, um, you know, revive those because <coughs> at the same time, people who are like doing knitting and crocheting and things it's all becoming really quite um uh trendy isn't it to do that mm. because we also know that um doing things like that are, are very very um can help with trauma you know going through therapy it's therapeutic mm-hmm. to sit and embroider or to knit or to crochet or do coloring well, or whatever it is you know you never heard of dementia yeah you know in our grandparents and stuff it's only yeah. very recently yeah that we've actually know about dementia mm. because no one's doing anything to keep their minds. Yeah, I see you what know, you're that, saying. Yeah, that, that whole thing is now yeah fading out. Yeah, and I think bringing it back where people are finding it therapeutic to yeah do knitting. Yeah, or, you know, learning to focus yeah, and you know, yeah keep your mind you know, ticking. I like I was speaking to my mother-in-law. She's ninety. Yeah, and she was like. Nobody really talked about dementia because no one really had it. Yeah. You know, the whole diet was different. Everything was different then. Mm. You know, um, you know, just keeping busy. 
going to each other's houses, knowing that, oh, you know, we're going to have guests over, we've got to make this, we've yeah. got to do this. Yeah. It was always the elder ones that did it, you know. Yeah. Um, so now, we, is it something that needs to come back in yeah. and just keep busy? Yeah. I think sometimes people fall into the trap of, you know, like, we've been talking about feminism today, for example, in our meetings and things, and, um, you know, there's, there's this whole concept of sewing <laughs> sewing and um knitting and it's it's a it's a woman's thing you know and 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 i think some so some people are trying to move away from that saying you know we want equality therefore we don't want to be doing these sorts of things that are associated to women because you know men don't do it so why should we do it you know there is that mindset there's certain I, things I that really struggle with that yeah. mindset because i i and i'm, I'm very clear on this mm. that you know women have a role men have a role mm. and and what we've tried to do is almost what you've just described there is literally someone trying to take over or disown part mm. of their identity now mm. knitting is a hobby and every woman has a choice of yeah. what she wants to do yeah. or, I'm not or man for or that matter absolutely yeah. mm. so if i'm not interested in something i'm not going to do it because i'm not interested in it i'm not going to make an issue out of something because oh, that's a woman thing. Mm. And if a man can't do it, then I'm not going to do it because yeah. I've never been in competition with a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's that kind of safety in your gender, yeah. confidence in your gender, strength through your gender. Yeah. And I would just love, and, and a part of our podcast is rediscovering mm. our own feminism and yeah. not prescribing to an outside version of feminism because it is what the trend is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, there is different types of feminism and I think some of it's been taken over by um, narratives that actually, you know, we don't believe in ourselves. What You know, our feminism is about equality, but that doesn't mean we do everything that everybody else does. That's not what I'm talking about. It's about having choice, isn't it? So if you want to be the stay-at-home mum, Actually, there's nothing wrong with being the stay-at-home mum. There isn't. There? No. I did it happily and for t- 11 years. Yeah, and if you want to have a career and, and, and become a pilot or do whatever you want to do and anything in between, that's your choice. That's what equality is about. Equality is about having choice in what you do and not being not being controlled or told you can't do this because you're a man or you can't do this because you're a woman. Because although people say, oh, a woman's place is in the kitchen, how come most of the chefs around that you see on TV or wherever, they're all male, you know? But Even we've got... some of our godwara, yeah, like, you know, yeah. a lot of the people that make langar at the godwara are men. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, but in the it's home... It's about need, isn't it? Mm. It's not turning a need issue yeah. into a gender issue not everything has to become yeah. an issue about inequality and gender yeah. it's just about making sure that a task is completed yeah and we i could, think we could like continue with this podcast <laughs> we could you know with all all everything that we want to talk about but yeah. this, this yeah. is the introduction guys <laughs> yeah so we're coming to the end of our first episode and we do hope that you will join us for the upcoming episodes, you can subscribe, like, and share. Everything of ours is linked and found at at Aid. Our website is www.seekwomensaid.org.uk. If you have been affected by any of the issues we have discussed this evening and you wish to um, access confidential and um, culturally competent support, you can reach out to our helpline on 033 090 
1220. So that's all the ways you can get in contact with us. Please tune in. Each episode will be launched on the second Wednesday of every month. And you can subscribe via all of the usual platforms, which is Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. And we are found on Buzzsprout if you want to subscribe as well. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you will join us for the upcoming series. And this is Sukhvinder Gaur signing out for this evening. And I will hand over to my lovely co-hosts. Goodbye. <laughs> that was Minu signing off. And, uh, Minu signing off. Yeah. And this is Shadish signing off. And we'll be talking to you again soon. Bye-bye.